welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. Oh, and we're back talking about Beethoven's second. He wrote, he wrote another symphony and they made a movie about it. Uh, and apparently Beethoven's played by a dog. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> They're, they're really going wild with Beethoven's life story here. I don't know if he ever, you know, wore a leash. I don't think that's what he did. Anyways, we're back for Beethoven's second. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're excited to be here this week. We have a special guest with us. One of the shining stars of Beethoven's second. <laughs> Casey Truman is here with us. Casey, thanks for being here. What is up? <laughs> Uh, great, great to be here. Great yes. Be here. Uh, just for, for, for those who, uh, you know, don't know Casey, she's also a, a music supervisor uh, on several projects. And, uh, I, I remember like a long time ago, I don't remember what we were even talking about, but you had brought up, uh, that you were an extra, a child extra in the film Beethoven second. And so I was like, Oh my God, got to bring her on. Talk about her experience. <laughs> Oh man, you know, full circle. It's really come full circle. Yeah, hopefully we cleared this interview with your publicist. So uh... that's right. Uh, we we, yeah. we only assume because in the the first film, uh, another uh, credited uh, child extra was Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his first screen role. So you're in rarefied yeah. company. It's, that's right. You know, you and you and you and JGL. No, you, yeah, and you can see you can see really how my acting career took off from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in Inception. And... I remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there was that secret exactly. fifth layer. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive into the movie here, uh, Eliz, where can people reach out to us this week? Yeah. Uh, send us an email with your questions and comments to sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the pod- podcast, and we really appreciate it. We wish that you could give it eight stars for how many Beethoven films there are in this series, but unfortunately, <laughs> you can only get five. Yes, uh, we're, we're just at the very start of a long journey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, let's check off another uh, dog film here with Beethoven second. Here we go. Universal Pictures and Ivan Reitman proudly present... The greatest screen lovers of all time. Beethoven and Missy. All the secret longing. All the sentimental journeys. The shared desires. And sweet surprises. The kind of love that leads to only one thing. Don't tell your dad. No, 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 no. Do you think I'm crazy? (laughs) I love that. You know, last week we played this one where it listed out all the famous dogs. And then I thought this one was going to list out all these famous. Like Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's funny, though. uh, So this movie came out in 1993, right? And it's a universal Mm -hmm. film. And I don't know if you guys recall, but. You know, in 1993, there was another uh, pretty pretty major movie out uh, that year. And uh-huh. uh, I got to play this other trailer I found that, uh, you know, Universal very quickly capitalized on the success oh, man. of, uh, I think you'll know what movie we're talking about. Here we go. 
In this private house, something's coming. Something huge. And peace and quiet is about to become a thing of the past. America's biggest dog star is back. I don't know. So, Elis, you looked kind of like, what do you, what do you, do you know what movie that was referencing? No. Tyler, you know? <laughs> oh, it's, it's 100% Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic yeah. Park. <laughs> Your own oh, driving. I saying. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant that it was a trailer for some other movie. I was oh, like, no. No, no, no. no it was, it was <laughs> that Universal was just like, hey, like you've already seen Jurassic Park three times. Like, why don't we use the popularity of that movie yeah. to go, make you go see both? Got Beethoven. it, got it. Here's our giant dog. Movie. Other movie with a dog. <laughs> oh, no. Was, yeah. Damn, I'm like, the same song? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> I know. Well, the, the, the whole thing is like, uh, if you actually watch it online, they, they've got like the shaking glass of water. Oh, and, okay. And it's like, you know, it just sounds like the start of Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty funny. I mean, Universal must have had a crazy year because this movie apparently did $118 million after a, half a $15 million budget. Yeah. Which is why there's eight of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> they, they continue. We'll talk about it, wow. but yeah. Oscar nominated. <gasps> what? Oh, man. Yeah. For the song? Yeah. <laughs> For that goddamn song. We'll go into it more. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this one, you know, comes out pretty fast. 1993, I was like, you know, the the, the young kids look about the same. Only the only uh, rice yeah. has grown. Fast enough where the kids do not age, but puppies still grow up. That's right. <laughs> As does Beethoven age. <laughs> and uh, we get a new director this time around, Rod Daniel, uh, who had previously directed Teen Wolf and would go on to direct Home Alone 4, I believe. <laughs> ah. In oh. the future, <laughs> I have a feeling that I'm going with Debbie Mazar. <laughs> I think, I think so. It, I think it might be. I, I have I have a feeling that we're going to be have like this is going to have the most synergy with sequel rights franchises, like just by the oh. sheer volume of movies yeah. and the type of movies. Like already, like Brian Levant on the directing the last one had already you know crossed over from like four or five movies for us. So. Yeah, pretty Love nuts. Universal. <laughs> oh man, so much Universal fourteen forty. <laughs> I mean, we're not there yet. We're still theatrical. So anyway. Mm. Well, this movie uh, is very uh, like at the start, like Beethoven gets to have his own life. Yeah. This whole movie. He's kind of like, you know what? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the people. I helped out the people. I want to I want to live my own life. (laughs) Go out and discover love. (laughs) He still helps them. He does. He does. Oh, yeah. Well, which we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. We get a lot of POV shots of him running around. It's like a kind of a reprise of that little Benji tour around the city. Uh, and he kind of goes out and um, there's the, there's the, the bit again of him eating uh, Charles Grodin's breakfast food. And Charles <laughs> Grodin is again trying to they need a bank. They need a loan for their air freshener business again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that's what people want to know is like that the, he always needs this business deal to come through that's right still on that need a newton right? right it's a newton yes yeah, yeah. A, newton? a newton air freshener <laughs> you think newton soccer players you think there's enough soccer players for them to have their own air freshener is a question mm-hmm. that he asks intrepidly in this movie i think this one i remembered <laughs> A lot more than the first one. I don't know why. I guess I saw it more times. But I did remember the the that he he was trying to sell everyone on the idea that you would throw an air freshener into various bags and containers. And I was like, no. <laughs> 
I don't think even as work. a child, I was like, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I don't remember this one quite as much. No, um, I, there, there was a lot of blind spots for me in this oh, one. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know why. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, so Casey, you were in this movie, yeah. uh, but have you, had you seen it when it came out? Were you a big fan? Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, about my appearance, if you blink, then you'll miss it. So just keep, you know, keep the eyes peeled. <laughs> And my dad's actually in it. He's in it a little more than than I am. Oh, really? Which is yeah, which is great. He wore so the the stuff that we were in was at the ranch. I think it was at the Disney Ranch. They filmed that, and it was the do- all the dog eating, like the the carnival. You know, uh-huh. I, I think I spotted you. I was like certain, like we were, I was watching it with my wife, and I was like, I think that's Casey. Like, yeah. I'm behind, I'm like behind the, uh, the family when they're eating. Right. And then there's like two kids that get up and like talk shit and I'm right next to the, the kid. And then my dad is in a pink, he got away with a pink polo shirt. So he stands <laughs> out all the time, which is great. Uh, um, that's exactly who yeah. I thought you were. So that's amazing. <laughs> you, you nailed I found it, dude. It. I found it. You nailed it. Um, yeah, it was, it was really weird watching it because I was 13, I think 12 or 13 when, when we were filming that. And so I haven't watched it since then. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a little bit older and I rem- I, I wonder how many times I watched that film when I was little because it just brought me back. It felt like a song and I was like in it. I remembered but like what Liz is saying. Like I remembered so much about it and just like even music and, and lines. And oh, so wow. I, I, I think it was just very impactful for me, you know, just being a 12 or 13 year old and being on a, on a movie set and, and doing that. And, and also, which I don't know if you know, Justin, so another part of my experience with that is I also got to work like on the second unit, which is, do you know what the second unit, the second mm-hmm. unit does? Yeah. So well, why don't you, why don't you so explain I, it for uh, the people who are listening who might not? Well, for at least my, my limited knowledge, a second unit is, is not dealing with actual dialogue of the main actors. So it's, so the shots that Tyler, you were saying of like, you know, the dogs, like the POV of like yeah. running through, then that would be second unit stuff, mm-hmm. right? And picking, picking up all those things. So one of the producers, this guy, Danny Goldberg was in charge of second unit. And he just like, and I, the reason I got on the film was because I knew my dad was dating a woman who was a stand in. And then she knew one of the producers. So that's why I was there. Nice. And then this other producer was just like, I need help. I want you to be my PA. So he's like, literally gave me a walkie talkie. And I was, you know, 13 year old telling all these adults like where to go <laughs> Amazing. on the, on the shots and everything. So they were, I, I had no idea what I was doing, but figured it out. So I would do that. And then also I just got to go and play with the puppies. Like I would just go into the trailer, like the big trailer and just play <laughs> with puppies whenever I wanted. And then I was, I was on the shoot, but so it, 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 all that to say, it was really impactful on, I know my, my first movie set. And as a kid, you know, it's just like, Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And <laughs> celebrities and Chris Castile and Nicole Tom. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So to see, to see the film again was, it was very surreal and just how, how much I really remembered. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, yeah, I didn't know you were like, yeah, that second unit thing. That's so cool that they would just, you know, like ask you to do that. Yeah, so crazy. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I have no, I have no, no idea why. And the um, 
Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Eli. I was going to say, basically, the movie would not have been able to be completed without you. No. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> you're setting them straight on that walkie. You're like, no, you get, you're on the wrong channel. Go to two. And then you go you go <laughs> yep. over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 10-4. Roger that. Over and out. Yeah, I really I, I got I got trained up. For sure. <laughs> That's so cool. And Amazing. felt obviously felt so cool having a walkie-talkie. I mean, mm-hmm. what? Oh, yeah, of course. Telling <laughs> adults what to do? Come on. So if you're seeing like, like, like behind-the-scene puppies, like there's four puppies in the movie. Like, how was there just a trailer full of puppies? Yeah, I think there were probably like eight to twelve. Wow. And then they would always have to kind of rotate them out because they uh-huh. grow, of course. Yep. So um so yeah and the um in that scene too which i realized when watching it last night the um so the dog trainers in, in the scene where they're eating the hamburger contest mm-hmm. the women who hand the the burgers those are the do- actual dog trainers they're just like, <laughs> yeah they're the inside tip. movie magic go. what what <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, so they're just a trailer just of a ton of puppies. Yeah, I can imagine because there's like distinct puppies in this too. There's like mm. the fat light one and the one with the mohawk, even you though you will use their names. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you could tell the mohawk was straight on, just yeah. <laughs> glued onto his head. But uh, yes, right. Chubby, Mo, and I don't know. Dolly, there wasn't really anything. Dolly and I think Dolly and Tchaikovsky could have really yeah. been any of them. Yeah. Just yeah. put the bow on, and then the other one is Tchaikovsky. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which was Spray like painting. weird to me of how much like when Beethoven meets uh, what's the what's the lady really? Saint Bernard's yeah Missy Missy Missy, <laughs> Missy. it's like like why like why does the, on, this, why does this dog need to have like a full pink bow on its head and like from, it's like from a divorced single guy and it's just like is it were people really concerned about like that like Beethoven yeah, tell them apart yeah yeah it's just like oh man like we got to make sure that it's a lady dog because otherwise this would be weird for children yeah oh, but man, like she's so much differently <laughs> colored than Beethoven like yeah. she almost looks like she might be a mix of something else right. with Saint Bernard. Well, no, the janitor says they're purebred, so he knows oh, what he's yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the janitor. Yeah, she has short hair. She, she Her hair is a lot shorter. I wonder if that's a, a breed type or if that is, if they cut it. I would guess a, a breed type, yeah? I would think so. Yeah, probably. Fact fine. Do you guys do like a fact, fact check? <laughs> we say do. Yeah, like on online, there it specifically says like a short-haired St. Bernard played missy but it wasn't clear to me yeah like if that was oh. a um a scientific thing or just that she had sure, that's that's the way she liked to add the style yeah i don't know but <laughs> yeah. but yes yeah. the bow makes it clear in case you're a yeah <laughs> in case you're colorblind <laughs> hold up a minute <laughs> or shade shade blindness yeah i don't know <laughs> uh yes so so, so yeah oh. they they meet it's like love at first sight mm-hmm. in the park mm-hmm. I know it's it happens so fast, like it was meant to be. But they spend some time together. That's true. They do that's true. They they I mean, share yeah, some was, ice yeah, cream. Yeah, right. It was love at first sight, but then I do feel like they developed their relationship um, mm-hmm. on adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, she gets taken by uh, the wife in the divorce. Uh, classic villain for some reason, Debbie Mazar. Like, yeah. 
I just wonder, like, you think, like, when she started acting, people were just like, you know, you look like a villain. And that, yeah. your, your face just says villain to me. And that's all we're going to use you for forever. Like, I see those eyes. Her eyes yeah. are so I know. piercing and icy. Oh, man. She's so funny. Of course, it has to do with the styling as well. I liked her sure. um, her cavalcade of backless jumpsuits. Yeah. It was very stylish. Yeah. Uh, cavalcade. <laughs> I, yeah, I loved how uh, uh, Justin. I, I just forgot is uh, Kevin Dunn is her her soon to be ex husband, and he's a, is he an ice cream vendor? Is that what he is? No, <laughs> no. I think he's just he buying. Was, ice he was cream. buying ice cream. Buying ice cream. <laughs> I see. I see. We're done uh, with ice cream vendors, Tyler. That's the wrong <laughs> franchise. <laughs> I the the point being is that that their their relationship never made like it didn't seem like that they like how they ever came together. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Dunn and uh, Debbie Mazar were. Just like okay, and now she's dating Chris Penn, who is just eating throughout this entire movie. And it's like if you're somebody who gets annoyed by having people eat on mic or or on camera, this movie is not for you. I am one of those people, <laughs> yeah. and there's so many scenes of just close up people just chopping. And I'm just like, oh, no. I mean, I think she definitely has a type of like these schlubby guys that she can push around. Fair enough. I totally was like at the start, like I was like, is this her new boyfriend or just like some goon that she has? Yeah, because <laughs> it was either. not clear that they were dating until he was like going to take a shower at her place or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the the divorce attorney gave her a goon. <laughs> I mean, for the yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was very goon like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She doesn't care about Missy. She just wants her to stick it to the ex husband mm-hmm. uh, to use her as a bargaining chip, basically, and then so Beethoven finds their fancy apartment. And I guess impregnates her at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 weeks. I don't know why they didn't just run away then. If Missy can jump over the thing, then just run yeah. away to Beethoven's house. Why keep coming back there every night? Like, <laughs> yeah. I but I, I love when the janitor uh, shows up at their door to like be like, hey, I found your dog. He's She's sleeping down in the storage room. And she's like, great. And just slams the door on him. <laughs> now we know where she is. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, there's kind of like a time jump there, right? All of a sudden, it's like 10 weeks later, and she's yep. got puppies. Oh, my God, puppies. Yeah, this movie. The little kids follow uh, mm-hmm. Beethoven to discover the puppies, but wait, I don't want to gloss over um, the parallel Rice's, love story. Uh, what? The, the parallel, parallel love story, story of yeah. Rice, <laughs> and who is what? can't be more than 14 at this point maybe and a dude that looks like he's 24 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and i oh i really did throughout the course of this movie i liked charles groden's relationship with rice as a dad because mm-hmm. he's not like those kind of dads that piss you off in old movies where he's like oh my daughter blah 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 you know he's very just kind of like okay you know do your thing i'm just gonna sit back and I'm obviously uncomfortable but I'm not going to like make this gross <laughs> the way so many movie dads do. I mean do. yeah he, he only makes it gross in the way where it seems like he's attracted to him as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's he not does. supposed to attract him he's just like why does this guy from high school look like he's 25 and yeah. you know right off you know the set of days or something you know like he, <laughs> he's like a he, he's you know cookie cutter magazine model guy. I think he says like that's the most attractive kid I've ever seen. Yeah he does <laughs> He does say that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like in a daze the whole time, like, huh? What? Yeah, and then this kid like 
takes presumably her first kiss and then does not talk to her for the 10 weeks yeah. in which Missy is pregnant and birthing the baby puppies. I was like, is he just going around collecting people's first kisses or something? Like, what, what is a he? Yeah, what is he doing? He's an ancient demon as old as time. It, yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> As 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 witnessed by the scream that he makes when he falls out of the lake house. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll get to that. That was like, yeah, that that almost anyway, made he me. Did not want to gloss over that? And that's George Hamilton's son. Did you know that? No, I didn't okay, know I that, know. but that's amazing. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a handsome dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, oh, sorry, yeah Charles back Gordon to the wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the little kids discover the babies mm-hmm. and they whisk them away before uh what's her face can sell them. Yes. I love the scene when they're pretending to be selling uh candy bars for <laughs> some charity and she's like eleven dollars. Oh, yeah, how much are they? <laughs> the 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 uh I think like Emily is her name, right? The youngest one. She's uh-huh. she's like the VIP in this movie again to her all of her looks that she has when she's like, you know, talking to her dad or, or, uh, I think she's the one who ends up naming all the dogs, even though they're all kind of like coming up with ideas together. <laughs> she, I mean, really, this kid should be a police detective because somehow she always just happens to be around when people are like revealing their evil yep. secrets plots and yes. like she's able to perceive right. like, you know, what's going on. She's on top of it. Yeah. So funny. Uh, all right. So yeah, with the, the, uh, they try to get the they get those puppies away uh and there's the a full other subplot comes in where like now we're going to a cabin <laughs> <laughs> yeah that comes in about what like the 30 minute mark or it's just like we're broke because i can't get a bank to like me but we can afford to go to this lake house for free yeah the serbiax lake house cabin. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I love, uh, I love that you know. Originally, they're like, "Well, Mr. Serbiak says was a little hesitant because he knew we had a dog, but our dog's fine, right?" And then later on, when they now suddenly have five dogs, they're, just, they're like, "Nah, let's still go." They don't even bring it up. Like, you think he's gonna be even more mad now that we're bringing five dogs? No, nah, I think it's fine. And their puppies untrained? No, nah, no problem. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> I love the. Um, I love the there's like a little montage of uh, the kids decide that they're all going to like take care of the puppies themselves and keep them in the basement. And there's this fun montage of them like falling yeah. asleep at school and like running home. And and these hilarious <laughs> little scenes where like one of the puppies is like always at the top of the stairs, like trying to come out. I want to go into the rest of the house. And then someone's always like shutting the door. Like, get out of here. I mean, they get find out puppies. that you have to p- feed these puppies through an eyedropper mm-hmm. six to eight times per day yeah so they're getting no sleep and they're taking shifts but it's not working great and they're all falling asleep at school which to me is like horrifying at, <laughs> at that level in high school i probably fell asleep but not not in elementary school god you'd like yeah. you'd call the parents and be like are you abusing your child you know if you're if your first grader is falling asleep on her desk like that's horrible yeah the the, the principal I, does i oh i was like the principal doesn't call until after she's missed like ahead. eight classes or whatever <laughs> And they only call for the older girl. No one says anything about the two younger kids. It's, it's, yeah. I was like, is this where the that that shared dream of missing classes comes from? Is like this, this like she hasn't been in class for weeks. And it's uh, I, I've, I have that dream. I'm so terrified of that happening, even though I haven't been in school for a decade. And I was like, oh, is that where this is that where this comes from? Oh, uh, my that, God. That, that fear. Wait a minute. 
we, you, so you have the dream where you miss the classes and then you don't get credit and then you don't graduate situation. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, same. Why? <laughs> yeah, it's a, and it's just like it's like wait, like I can't even remember the last time I went to environmental sciences. Like, what have I yes. been doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What is that? Classic. Oh my god, I have no idea. Classic. I was like, but dream. I was like, maybe it came from this movie. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that could explain a lot for me. Um, but uh, the, it is funny when the the mom when Bonnie Hunt, America's mom, as Elas dubbed her. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm confronts her daughter about it like it's a it's a fairly serious conversation she's like no i'm not on drugs no i no i'm like i know i'm not fooling around <laughs> and it's like it's it's a pretty it's an elevated scene for this type of movie i think it's actually kind of nice and then she's like we have four puppies <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah. but bonnie hunts the, the reaction cut that they have is just amazing it's it's why she's america's mom it's wonderful yeah and it cuts immediately to a dinner scene which i think is the the bread and butter of the beethoven movies where the whole family has a secret <laughs> a dog related secret that they're trying to hide from charles Grodin. <laughs> that scene was so great uh because yeah you're hearing the dogs barking in the basement and they're all trying to like do stuff to cover it up and and then uh, coughing and beethoven's <laughs> in on it too he's going yeah. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and it ends with this like amazing, uh, this amazing bit of Foley uh, that happens here. I've, I've got it here because I just thought this was so oh, funny. Because eventually Charles Grodin's like, I think that's in the basement. I'm going to go look at, look, check it out. But we stay with the oh, family yeah. oh, at yeah. the dinner table. They don't and, even try to stop him. At that yeah. point, they're like, the jig is up. <laughs> and we just hear this. Like the footsteps and the light turning on. It's so great. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, can you imagine like what he first thought before they told him the entire story? Just that his family brought four new puppies in there, like for no reason, like not even like because he how is he going to assume? Oh, these are Be- Beethoven's a dude. You know, right. like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't even know if you can explain it, really. Like <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know how the kids find out. They're just like, you know, there's that scene where they're like, I think Beethoven has a girlfriend because he's been sneaking out of the house every day. Like, how do they jump to that conclusion? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Dogs just do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, knowing Beethoven and his understanding of contract law from the previous movie, like he could have been, you know, doing arbitration. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> we find out more about how Beethoven like straight up knows English cabin and Rice is, you know, uh, all sad about the dude that doesn't like her. And she's talking about uh, what to her dad about a time that they uh, had a long distance relationship because they were in college and Beethoven's listening to this like, yeah, long distance relationships are hard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I so we were talking in the last episode when we thought that the series would break down and have Beethoven speak like actual <laughs> English. And does him barking at the drive-through attendant in this movie count? <laughs> yeah. No, it did not have a CG mouth I, I, movement. Well, no, I, I know, but we're we're on the first. We're on the path to full speech. The guy at McDonald's understands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has barked. A order has been taken. They have gotten him a burger. <laughs> message was received yeah he doesn't even go like whoa that's a dog he's just like oh cheeseburger all right decide fries too yep okay speaking of mcdonald's this movie had a ton of product placement like i think the first one had like imes or whatever but this one has like cheetos mcdonald's um 
another dog food. It has um all sorts of uh oh milk bone. Milk That's bone, another yeah. one. Yeah. Um all sorts of stuff like constantly. That was like the eating. biggest bag of Cheetos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah. And the wrong color, right? Like- <laughs> yeah. It was like vintage yeah, Cheetos bag. Total set, total prop. <laughs> I don't obviously. remember them looking like that in the nineties in like paper bags. Like, yeah, it looked like it was like a dog food size bag. You know, like nineties, <laughs> like like ninety three, like that was pure like Chester Cheetos, like Joe Camel, like in the worst way possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. era. It was weird. It was weird. Uh, I did like that scene like that. That was the, the Cheetos thing was early on in the movie where we're seeing Beethoven like in his routine around the house and he was just trying to find more food and he had like all these secret hiding places for different snacks around the house uh, like an alcoholic hiding booth. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it came after that fun dream sequence that we didn't talk about in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, there's <laughs> ever- a couple of dream sequences in this movie. That's true. <laughs> I, we have to, to talk about me. the dream sequence because like it's it's Beethoven's dream where uh, people just keep bringing him more meat. <laughs> yeah. Bigger and bigger <laughs> cuts of steak. <laughs> <laughs> Until Charles Grodin comes out with like a Looney Tunes size, really gross looking <laughs> giant prop of like a T-bone. Yeah. Uh, like a dinosaur steak. Yeah. From the Flintstones. Yeah. Like a Flintstone <laughs> T-bone. Yeah. Um, it looks like plastic. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then at some point, Charles Grodin has a dream where the house has been completely taken over by dogs, which must have been, I'm guessing, like the last thing they shot on the last day. Oh my and God. they were like, just bring all the dogs. We're going to spray them all down <laughs> and let them loose in the house. And you got to walk in and start screaming. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, and Charles Grodin is mostly just doing like exasperated screams throughout this movie. Like, (laughs) (laughs) except for the times where he's doing like weird dances. And like, like he is also like, there's a lot of like fun dad energy in this. That part was really cute. Yeah. (laughs) That part was really cute. Even though he's still kind of the, you know, uptight dad, they kind of, you know, continue his character growth from the first movie. Yeah. And they, they talk a little bit about, you know, how they found love and all that. So it's mm-hmm. cute. Um, There's okay, one. So we talked already about Beethoven getting all like thoughtful about long distance relationships. So he goes out on the balcony and the song, the song begins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, 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 the part when they're in the balcony was very, uh, I was like, oh, they're going to, they're about to sing somewhere out there to each mm-hmm. other, staring at the moon. Uh, and it's funny because the song uh, is sung by James Ingram and Dolly Parton. And James Ingram did the like pop version of Somewhere Out There. Yeah. Uh, from that movie. It's, 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 it, there's only a few people that got to do this kind of thing in the 90s. It's like James Ingram, Peebo Bryson, uh, you know, like Celine Dion, Natalie <laughs> Cole, you know, all these people, Gina and Bell. But, anyways, this, uh, uh, this song was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, which Did is Diane nuts. Warren write it? Who wrote it? It's written by um ba, 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 ba. here I can pull it up somewhere quick. Did While you're looking it? that up, it's completely self-serious <laughs> oh my God. for almost <laughs> the entire song until it gets to a bridge where Dolly Parton goes, roll over Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. like, no completely out of nowhere. And then the song continues. It, <laughs> that, that was so funny to me because I was like, oh God, they just like license. I thought like they licensed some like cheesy love song. Love song. Yeah. And then when that comes in, I was like, oh God, this was written for the movie. No. <laughs> Why? Uh, so it was written so by great. written by Carol Bay- Bayer Sager, Cliff Magnus, oh. and James Ingram. Yeah. Okay. And that year it was nominated. It was up against two songs from The Lion King. Mm. 
Uh, can you feel the love oh. delight tonight? Circle of life. And then a song, uh, no from the movie with honors, uh, called I'll remember. And it lost to, uh, streets of Philadelphia, Bruce Springsteen, which is a great song. Oh, wait, wow. Really? Huh, Circle yeah. of life. Didn't win. Circle of life. Didn't win. It says it, this is 1995. Yeah. But can you feel a oh, love tonight? It, I would think that would have won. But it won best score. Lion King won best score. Right? Yeah, this is just for best song written for media yeah. or whatever it was called at that because time. Because I'm I'm pretty sure Elton John won an Oscar, right? <sighs> I don't know. I thought I thought so, but I'm, I could be I'm wrong. looking at it right here. Maybe was there a soundtrack? Did they do? It might have been. It was. Song? Yeah. It was. It was. It was. Uh. This is just for a song written for. Huh. Okay. Well, it Visual also was media. nominated for the Golden Globe and the Grammy, so it must have been a rough year as far as songs and movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although it is a very beautiful song. It's just the part where it she is. goes, roll over Beethoven. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she says, roll over Beethoven and come play with me or something like that. And it's just like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please. No. I mean, Dolly Please. Parton has a great sense of humor, so she probably thought it was hilarious. But yeah, hey, just, and yeah, as funny as we think it is, like we said, it was nominated for an Oscar. So there you go. Good song. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's very catchy. I remembered it for sure. Um, anyway. Uh, so then we get back to the uh, the story of Rice and she meets in a possibly ironic twist. The good guy who's not a rapist is played by actual rapist, famous rapist, <laughs> Danny Masterson. So, yeah. Oh, God. I was, I was yeah. like, why? No, she's got no good choices here. Yeah, <laughs> it's very sad. Um, so yeah, he's the good guy, but she still goes after the, the bad guy, too. And we got to talk about this house party. Taylor scene. Devereaux. Yeah, I, I love this because uh, she happens upon a party where there is unsuitable teen behavior happening, which is what is listed. Oh, is that in the rating? Yeah, at yeah. the beginning of the credits, it says PG for unsuitable teen behavior. <laughs> and, and we don't really know her exact age, but I swear to God, she looks like 13 or 14. And this guy still looks in his 20s. And everyone at the party looks super old. They're trying <laughs> the to get her to like drink. 30. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to get her to drink. And it's this big balcony over the lake that precariously looks like it's only held up by one beam. <laughs> yep. And she ties me to the beam. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this really going to like, yes. I couldn't remember. Yes. And I was like, oh, and so they're trying to get her to drink. And then he insists on taking her, you know, to see the the, the bedroom or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and she goes in and she walks to the window and this guy, I was watching this with my roommate. The guy locks the door and we both yell out, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He like double, he locks it with a key and locks the actual doorknob. And I was like, who is he? Matt Lauer? Like, this is insane. <laughs> like, and this is a Beethoven oh, movie. Why is this happening? I know. I know. Like the first Beethoven movie has a child drowning. This movie has a date rape scene. It's just oh like, my ah. God. <laughs> and then when she's like, no, I want to leave. He's like, Oh, don't worry. Like you're going to enjoy it. And he like, he, he doesn't let up at all. He, he like does a thing where he like flips the key ring. Yeah. He's like, I got the keys. And it's like, oh, God. Holy, it's so messed up. I mean, thank God. Uh, thank, I mean, we know Beethoven is psychic when the kids are in trouble. But the reason that he ends up just, uh, you know, ruining the entire multi-million dollar lake house balcony is because these other kids are pouring beer on him. Yeah, a bunch of townies are fucking with him. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> He's not but I'm that sure that down. any minute he would have also heard the psychic uh, 
sadness of yes, rice and, and come to the rescue. He, even like when they first walk up to the party and she looks at it, he's like, nah, let's leave. And like tries to get her to leave. Uh, he knows, man. He knows. Yeah. And at, so this, this balcony, I mean, how did they do this? Like, There's like a lot of people that this fall is, you know, off this thing. It's this awesome. is a great time to talk about. Like there's some stunts in this movie. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff where yeah. people like there's some impressive things that happen, uh, especially later on with this mountain chase that happens. <laughs> but yeah, like they they pulled the, this balcony out and it looks like there's uh, at least 10 stunt performers doing a fall yeah. from this balcony into the lake. Uh, and there's one giant stunt of the Taylor Devereaux character, yeah. you know, doing a front flip, basically falling out as they play the Howie scream. And uh, I almost... <laughs> I mean, is this that lake house at Universal? Like, over the... the um the oh. tank there? Or is it, like... How do they mm. do... I don't know. I don't know. It must have been for expensive. some reason in my head. It was like at Lake Arrowhead or Big Bear, but I don't know if that's actually true. It said they filmed in Montana, like the mountain stuff. So oh, okay, I don't know. I'm wrong. I don't know if that was where it was too. But. Yeah, I I got the the Arrowhead vibe too. I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, I was trying to see if that's where it was. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, it's in Montana. Maybe they just bought like some foreclosed lake house, and then we're like, make it look nice from one angle, and then we're gonna destroy it or whatever and sell the property. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it was very <laughs> impressive. I yeah. was like, wow. And uh, that scream is just so hilarious. Um, it really is. I almost spit out my drink when that happened because <laughs> we have a friend who just has that scream like on shortcut on his phone, so he <laughs> plays it all the time. Like, yeah, and it's so funny. Yeah, it's the it's a famous sound library scream. It's the Howie scream. It's named after Howie Long's death in Broken Arrow, but it actually appeared 16 years before that in like a 1980s action movie. Uh, it's it's one of the it's like the Wilhelm scream. Like you know it when you hear it. And it's just yeah, it's just funny because it's so fake. Like why yeah. <laughs> use that scream to just make people laugh? I guess I don't know. It doesn't sound like it fits the film at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get to the carnival because this is your your big moment. That's Casey. right. <laughs> oh, please. Let's please get there. <laughs> uh, you know, Charles Gordon's in full fun dad mode where he's eating French fries <laughs> throughout a fair. And he's just like, I got to eat more French fries. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Cheeseburger. Yeah. Nachos. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. Uh, the family's struggling because they have all the dogs on leashes and these evil, like the first movie, the evil archetype of 90s business people are, are, are they're They're so angry and they hate all these common folks and families. But, you know, what else are you going to do up in the, the woods? Let's <laughs> go to the fair. Yeah, they're still going to be <laughs> out with all Leave the, the expensive dog in the car. <laughs> well, yeah, because they don't give two shits about that dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And what are the uh, what are the odds that they're they're at the same mountain getaway as <laughs> apparently everyone else in that town goes to that same place? <laughs> but <Yep. laughs> just textbook star-crossed lovers of yep. uh... <laughs> of course they're in the same area. So yeah, we have a, a bully moment where uh, Beethoven helps the son stand up to bullies to impress some random girl. And oh, no, it's a, it's a girl from That's previously. Not a ra- and also Ivan Reitman's daughter. Oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> she was in the other movie girl. too. I don't no. think no. She's earlier an earlier scene. Uh, yeah, in yeah, the movie. In this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like, "Aren't I kind of tall for you?" 
<laughs> I was, yeah, I was glad that uh, Ted finally got to have this moment because I was feeling so bad for him. <laughs> like, because yeah. the first movie is getting picked on by bullies. This movie, like, there's the scene where they're they're like choosing people to play baseball and they pick everyone but him and then pick like a girl, which apparently was off limits for whatever reason, but they did it anyways. Well, and also the lineup of the kids, like he is a foot or two shorter than yeah. everybody else, like all the other kids. It's like no one else gets picked on. That kid gets picked on throughout both he films. Does. <laughs> also, I don't think girls start caring about height until much later because they just know like inherently that you're going to be taller than almost every guy. <laughs> yeah. She was, uh, yeah, ahead of her time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But then we get to a, it almost feels like an interlude in this movie where <laughs> it's like, okay, well now we're going to have this burger eating contest, which I want to know if this was ever a thing anywhere of like a man, dog, <laughs> like food eating contest. <laughs> so I'm probably somewhere, but yeah. it seems like unhealthy for the dog and human. <laughs> Terrible. People seem to probably care more about dogs being like, oh, why are you feeding that to your dog? Yeah. Yeah. So, but because of the aforementioned French fry gorging, like Charles Grodin, he's not feeling it. He's I, not, you know. I love that the kids are like, we sign you up for a contest where all you have to do is sit there. You don't got to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what kind of contest do you just sit there and do nothing? Uh, I thought that I thought it was going to be a thing where like Beethoven was so good, he was going to eat all the hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> But that's not the case. But no, it took it took him being egged on by the bullies that Casey decided to sit next to, bully adjacent, uh, calling them slobber face. Where like nobody, Charles Grunt's like nobody calls my dog slobber face <laughs> except me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the things they were pointing out was were really lame. Like, look at the drool on that dog. Like, what do you expect? It's a fucking dog, kid. I don't know. Um. So Casey, they what, win. Yeah. What was what was that? Uh, what was that? day like was it like a whole day was it multiple days doing that or good question i think man i don't know it probably was a couple days i actually don't remember because there were other there there was one of the scenes when they were throwing like playing one of the guys was playing the carnival games i think i was in that and didn't and then it didn't making it so that i feel like that was probably one day Hmm. and then second unit step i so I, i think that was at least like three or four days out there Dang. So maybe, yeah, I don't actually, I don't remember how long that took a lot of, a lot of footage. How many? Yeah. It was multiple days. It had to have been multiple days because I, now I'm thinking like my dad didn't just come out for one day. I think it was maybe two days. Yeah. That's that, yeah. that, that must've been a fun scene to watch <laughs> with, the, yeah. with people just like eating cheeseburgers. Oh, and, like, painful. Like feels oh, so God. bad. How gross. Yeah. If, if there's any scene like that, if you're watching a movie, pity the actors because oh, like there is no, there is no substitute for just having that food. The food gets cold. There's all this resets. Like it is nightmarish. Yeah. And they, they have footage of him just going to town on some cheeseburgers, like in weird ways. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like eating it like a circle. I don't know. It's like <laughs> eating around the edges first. Ugh, gross. Very gross. Uh, but while this is all happening, Beethoven plans a cunning escape. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he just walks away as usual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he finds Missy and they like fuck off to the mountains for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> and then Regina, uh, classic villain name also, by the way, yep. uh, she takes the four puppies literally out of the kids' hands. I love it when the dad was like, like who just puppies away from children? 
Yeah, <laughs> she's a bad yeah. person. They have to chase after them. And then we get our little mini version of uh, Beethoven the Hunted here, yeah. like Benji the Hunted, <laughs> and they're all running through the woods and the rocks and up the trees. And uh... yeah, Regina's using the puppies to like track down. Like the puppies have like mother sense of like <laughs> yeah. homing in. Well, they can just uh, smell her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can smell Beethoven too. She had them smell the ribbon, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, and then, so then they very excitedly find some puppy poop. <laughs> It's like this is a very necessary scene that we need to have here. We need to know how close we are to the puppies. So touch that poop. See if it's warm. Like, why was that in the movie? (laughs) It's like, and it's a really slow motion. And then there's like the macro, like close up of like the fingers actually going in like inside. And then Charles Grodin is like, wash your hands. But we're on a mountain, so you can't. So, (laughs) um. Floyd has an incident where he <laughs> his head hits a log stump in which he would have instantly died. Yeah. Oh, like this is some of the stunt stuff I'm talking about. Like yeah. there are some like really impressive falls and things like that. I do like Floyd. I will say one thing that they cut away from the eating of all the grossness I'm talking about from the eating competition to a shot of him eating. And then they <laughs> cut back. And I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> Yeah, when that thing with Floyd happened, I I, I actually was like, oh, because he lands like so suddenly in this log. And you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I actually Skull thought. Skull cracked. Yeah. Spine broken. <laughs> yep. There's no way he's walking away with that Dead log on for his sure. Head. And there's amazing, like they even do like a wide shot of him where he's like his whole upper body is like, or the lower body, I guess, is like up in the air uh, all o- yeah. awkwardly. Uh, but he survives, Crazy. unfortunately. But Amazing. Yeah. And then they have the big uh, confrontation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I vividly remember the scene where he's holding the puppy over the waterfall. And they're saying, put down the puppy. And he's going, you want me to put her down? You want me to-? <laughs> I, I vividly remember that. No! I was like, yeah. wow. I don't even have dogs. I've never had dogs. That scene is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I there's a lot of like the villains to be a villain in a Beethoven movie. Like you really have to be willing to commit some animal cruelty, like some felony yeah. level at animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah, he's just they, like, I'll do it. Like who gives a shit? Like I'll kill this puppy. <laughs> they, they eventually the two villains fall into a pit of mud and like become covered in mud and i was like wow justin we just paid to do that in costa rica (laughs) not too long ago (laughs) so this fall like they're on top of a waterfall basically and so they 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 get knocked off because beethoven grabs a stick and hits chris penn in the balls with it yeah because uh, if you're also if you're a beethoven villain you're gonna get hit in the balls by a dog at some point um and they fall and it cuts wide and it's a big fall Uh, oh holy shit like they might like they would die and then not only do they not fall into the water they fall into like a smaller shallower (laughs) rocky mud pit where it's just like yes it's funny that they're in mud but again dead i yeah i love that it it takes a second for them to come up and like the the family looks over the edge and i'm like oh they're just like well we just killed those people (laughs) yeah Yeah, and bonnie hunt's like don't worry we're gonna help you and then the dam breaks and they're all just like "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) too far i can't reach you Mm-mm, you're good, right? Yeah. I think they they determined that oh the river becomes pretty shallow going forward, so they'll be able to sure. walk out all right. But when they were stuck <laughs> in that pitch, like we're gonna help you, then they're just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, they cut they cut the scene where she checked the uh, wilderness map. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so funny. Oh man. And and again, we get another nice wrap up, like watching them uh on the the TV of the persecution of uh Dean Jones after his syringe multi-syringe death, <laughs> where he's just like, Oh, like nope, the judge threw out the case, like I get to keep the dog, everything's fine. <laughs> Now the dog yeah. can come over and, you know, visit the puppies and mm-hmm. Beethoven all the time. Yeah. And, I, you know, the family's plan from the beginning to keep the puppies until they're grown and then find them homes is a stupid plan. Because <laughs> the time where you're going to get rid of St. Bernard's is when they are small, cute little puppies and you dupe someone into thinking, I can handle this. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can't get rid of them once they're like as big as they were in the in that ending scene. but whatever yeah that was really fun though <laughs> there was one other scene i wanted to mention uh that was that i thought there was this was like one little moment between bonnie hunt and charles Gordon that was so funny to me um when they're first like trying to convince uh george to keep the puppies um mm. rice rice is like what well, they're you know i was good when i was a kid right and charles Gordon's like <laughs> and then bonnie hunt makes this has this amazing look like yeah, no, yeah, you were fine. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, you could tell that like she was a handful. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like a great little moment of performance there that I yeah. wanted to point out. Um, so let me do, I did not do this last week. So let me do the child star check-in because, um, well, spoiler alert, this is the last time we're going to see these kids. No. <laughs> um, so Nicole Tom is still acting. She's around. She was like in Masters of Sex and she's been on a bunch of other TV shows. And her sister is in soaps and wins Emmys all the time and all that. Nice. Um, Christopher Castile, he is a teacher at Downey High School and a professor at Biola. Wow. Uh, I emailed him. He did not answer. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and then Sarah Rose Carr has apparently kind of just like disappeared. She didn't want to be in the public eye. It uh, came out that she graduated from New College in Florida in 2009, I think, with a degree in math and economics. But since then, um, no one has found anything about her. Which college? New College. Oh, I get that it's new, but which one was it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, got it. Got it. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. So yeah, that's what's up with them. Nice. Uh, I'm right. sad that we're going to be losing them. That uh, that doesn't bode well for uh, for us. <laughs> but hey, that's what we do. Yeah, you never <laughs> know. Up. They could they could come back. I just yeah, they're not going to be the main part of it. All right. All right. Well, Tyler, uh, you want to do a rating system? I think so. Although I don't have one off the top of my head, so if somebody else has one, I mean, I, I think I would be like bowl of burgers. But how many how many giant <laughs> buckets of burgers? <laughs> yeah, buckets of burgers. Yeah, how many buckets of burgers would you give Beethoven second? Mm, I'm gonna give it eight buckets of burgers because I just I gave the other one nine, so I don't want to go down that much. And I just out of how many buckets? Ten. Ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I just like this movie. I remember it a lot more than the first one, but it does have more uh, problematic areas than the first one did, I think, (laughs) including the... I mean, obviously, back then, it was whatever, like... It wasn't appropriate then either, but it was more common to have this like really horrifying uh, rape attempt. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think, you know, the villains are not quite as good as Dean Jones and tooch were in the first one um but yeah i mean the song is great uh and the puppy how can you be mad at puppies puppies are so cute yeah (laughs) 
Justin? Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to give it the same as the first one. Seven, I think I gave. I thought this one was just about just about just as fun. Um, uh, it has more puppies in it, which I think is a plus. They're so cute. The puppies are so dang cute. Um, and I like. I did kind of like that there was this whole section in the beginning that was just like, Beethoven's life. Here's Beethoven doing what he wants to do. Um, I agree with you, Eliz, that the, the villains are not as good. Unfortunately, they're, they're like way more cartoony. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, the vet was kind of cartoonishly evil, but these ones are more like, these ones are more like goofy cartoon characters. Yeah. I mean, there's a set piece <laughs> where he has, where he has Chris Penn has a stump on his head. For- yeah. Yeah. They and just they- don't have as good of a plan too. right No. Yeah, they're just kind of like, yeah, why go Although, through all this? Not trouble? clear what Dean Jones's plan was, other than to shoot a dog in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but again, yeah, I think this one is pretty fun. It's great that the like the entire cast is back. Uh, Randy mm-hmm. Edelman's back doing the score again. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it's another fun time if if you like the first one. I'm going to give it seven buckets of burgers, uh, which is one less than I gave the first one. Uh, I think that it's great to see all the characters. There's some fun stuff in it. Uh, there's some awesome dog stunts and some actual really cool stunt work. I think there's a lot of scenes that just kind of seem like those were fun. Like we want to have this scene in there and then they're kind of apropos of nothing. And then they go away, which kind of was like, huh? Uh, but aside from that, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, it's, it's a fun movie, and I think that uh, by the end of this, I will be begging for Beethoven's second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Casey, what about you? I'll go seven. Yeah, rewatching it. Yeah. I was I was entertained and seemed pretty solid, you know? Silly. Of course, seven. your performance, we all give 10 buckets. Ten buckets. Yeah, yeah <laughs> of course. I, I appreciate that. Yes. Although, you know, going back to it, if it is the source of that dream, zero buckets. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, I love that, Tyler. Uh, well, I guess that's going to be it for Beethoven's second. We're going to be heading into Beethoven's third. I don't know how many years in between. This was one year. Uh, I know nothing about the third one. This could be a decade. I guess we'll find out Beethoven's next week. Third. But until then, Eliz, <laughs> where can people get in touch with us? Yeah, uh, send us an email to sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It does actually help. So please go ahead and do that. All right. Well, Casey, thank you so much for being here with us this week. It was fun to hear Thanks from you. Thanks for the invite. What a Absolutely. treat. Uh, so is, fun hanging with you all. Is there anything you want to plug uh, before before you leave? Um, I mean, you're going to want to bring me back for uh, when you do Space Jam. Oh, yes. Oh, let's, uh, let's do it. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> There's that a new one coming. Plugged. There's a new one coming. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That'll yep. be fun. That'll be fun. It'll be couple our chance. Years, well, a couple years we'll revisit this. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever that movie comes out, who knows? But. What a <laughs> teaser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excited. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, I think that's going to bring us to the end. Uh, we'll see whether or not the uh, Newton family next week learns to, to never go into a montage again. <laughs> that's when all the crazy stuff happens to them. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week for... Beethoven's third. I know it's the fifth. It doesn't matter. It's just, okay, that's okay, the only okay, song they use. Know. <laughs> that's the only song they use. <laughs> They're not actually playing the right symphonies. Jesus. Uh, See you guys. <laughs> just an ordinary.
every day Started out the same way Then I looked into your eyes and knew Today would be a first for me Thank you. 